Happy Woo Wednesdays! I met Carla White at a speaking conference in Florida. She is incredible. She founded Hero.fm, a private podcasting platform for educators that is changing the game. She went from homeless to building the gratitude app that led her to be interviewed on Oprah. Wow! Chat GPT took Twitter by storm. Today we talk about Chat GPT to make yourself famous and credible overnight and how Carla has published a number of books and the profits she has made, but also the impact she was able to create in such a short time. So you could write a book in just a week. Listen how. Welcome to Get a Heck Yes with Carissa Wu. I'm your host, Carissa, and I've been a Los Angeles wedding photographer for over a decade. I've traveled the world, built my team, and seen it all. I now coach wedding photographers hit 10K a month and build a thriving business. In this podcast, we are going to deep dive into how top wedding creatives get that heck yes from their dream clients. We are not holding back on the struggles of the business and how to push through the noise. Some healthy hustle, mindset shifts, up-leveling your money story, time hacks because I'm a mom of two, a little bit of woo-woo, and most importantly, self-love and confidence are just a few of the many things we will talk about. I want to give you a genuine thank you for following along my journey. I hope to inspire you every Wednesday so that you say heck yes to listening to this podcast. See you guys soon. Hey everyone, welcome back to Get a Heck Yes with me, your host, Carissa Wu. I have a very special guest. Her name is Carla White and we've become friends. I've met you a couple months ago. We are in a workshop together, elite speakers um, in Florida, and you just had like the best energy ever. But let me introduce you a little bit. Um, Carla White featured on Oprah. Crazy. We had to talk about that in a little bit. New York Times, Forbes, and more, and is the first woman to produce an iPhone app and author of Idea to iPhone. As a pioneer in technology, she knows firsthand how frustrating the publishing process process can be. I've been writing my book for three years, <laughs> which is why she founded Hero.fm to help others publish and profit their knowledge without writer's block or complicated tech. Carla has even coached some of the most successful thought leaders of our time. Holy cow. Get ready to join their ranks with her help. And you didn't write this on your bio, but your podcast literally blows my mind like in 30 minutes but it's called radical shift and I could listen to you I don't know it just the things that you say on this is just beyond like writing a writing a book like while you're watching the Super Bowl like I like it's just it's crazy it blows my mind so welcome Carla hi oh my gosh it's so cool we've been wanting to do this for ages so I'm so glad we're here Carissa yeah so. oh my god okay I don't even know where to start but it's like I feel like I know you, but I don't, but, um, just, I guess, tell everyone, the listeners, like who you are in your words and who you serve. Yeah. So I, I'm an entrepreneur, tech entrepreneur. I've been in tech my entire career and I've always tried to find an angle to tech that, uh, the bropreneurs don't find and (laughs) that will, um, focus more on abundance rather than lack these sort of mindsets that I feel like I want to um, leave my dent in the world with. So my first project, my first tech project, entrepreneurial tech project was the gratitude journal app that was like launched back in 2007. And it's still in the app store, man. It's like no funding, 
just me building it out. And uh, that really took off. So that was my my first project. And I was very much focused on uh, well-being, health, mental health, uh, those sort of things. And I hired a bunch of mentors in that area to help me understand mental health. And that's what sprung out radical shift and other things, challenges and um, other things that I did in my business to, to grow. But I've always had one foot in the tech part too. So I've written books that are um, geared towards non-techie people, such as idea to iPhone. That's like how anybody can launch an iPhone app without having any tech skills. And so that's always been my favorite place is dumbing down tech so anybody yeah. can use it. Okay. So you said you've been in tech your whole life. Um, what kind of tech were you doing or like, were you, did you do yeah. like college and like, um, I don't know. I just, I'm not in the tech world, so I don't even know how you would get in getting in tech. Yeah. How do you get into tech? So, uh, <laughs> growing up, my mom had a computer, which was cutting edge. Like I remember when, um, my uncle introduced us to the mouse and ah, how like fascinating like face, the mouse was like oh my gosh this was crazy so I had that great influence back home um had some really good teachers in high school that introduced me to my first programming languages but when I went off to college I studied art I wanted to be in the art world and I actually wanted to be a curator at a museum um and then I almost flunked out <laughs> from college because I was also, I was like an artist. So I was like into punk bands and doing all the punk stuff. And, um, and the other thing was, is I was kind of a rebellious teenager as Uh well. uh And so when I went off to college, my high school advisors told me that I'd probably flunk out because I just wasn't made of that cloth. I should have gone off to the military and get disciplined and all this. So I had that seated in my brain. And so therefore I was like fulfilling the prophecy of who I was. I'm going to flunk out. And I had a friend who was from Japan. She was an exchange student from Japan. Um, Her name was Ko. And she said, look, Carla, you're always hanging out with the foreigners. You're hanging out with all the Europeans. Why don't you go study over in Europe? And I was like, well, that's crazy because like, I've never been on a plane. I'm flat broke. I'm flunking out of college. I speak no foreign languages. Like you're mad. Uh, But she believed it. And so what I did was I figured it out. And a year or so later, I was like on a plane for the very first time to go study in Germany. And spent a year there. And this is before internet and on any of that. So like Uh. (laughs) my only connection back home was two every two weeks I'd call home, but I wouldn't call home. I'd call collect. And then they'd say, no, we can't, we can't accept this call. And then they would call me back. (laughs) Oh my God. I think I remember those days because I went to Europe and I had to call like collect. (laughs) Yeah. And so, uh, so I was there for a year and that changed everything. Cause I was like, Oh my gosh, I love traveling. I went all over Europe. I learned the language. I like learned so much. And so I'm like, now I know what I want to do. And I went back home and I finished uh, my undergrad in art business. And there was another one. I had three undergrad degrees. One, Uh I think like a minor. Oh, language. Yeah. duh. And um, uh, then I also did a master's degree at the same time, which was MBA and information systems. So that's what really edged me in because all I wanted to do was travel. So 
Sorry. What college? Uh, University of South Dakota, where I grew up. Oh, okay. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Keep going. This story is so good. This story is so yeah. Good. So I I got done with college and I was completely burnt out. So I went and go uh, live on. The, I went to. I just packed up everything in a beat up Chevy, drove out to California all by myself, lived on the beach with a bunch of surfers. It was fun for about a week. And then I hated it. Like, I'm like, I need some stimulating conversation. This is so (laughs) And I was going broke. I couldn't get a job. And suddenly, by luck or chance, I got a job um, with the Pentagon getting rid of nuclear weapons in the former Soviet Union. (laughs) I knew the story was going to get better and better. So I, I, I drove across the country again in my beat up Chevy, like landed into DC and we were getting rid of nuclear weapons in Russia, Kazakhstan, Ukraine, and Belarus. So if you like, you guys want some stories about Russia and Ukraine, I got some honey, but we won't go there. Um, so I did that for about two years and this is a really cool part. Um, I didn't get paid peanuts because I went to university. I didn't learn how to negotiate. I didn't know how to sell. I didn't know any of this stuff. I just knew the nerdy techie stuff. So I got paid like nothing. And yet I was in DC, which is a very expensive city to live in. So I lived in this um, part of the neighborhood where I was the only white person. It was an all crack neighborhood. And I lived in this row house on the bottom floor. And um, just to give you an idea of how kind of rough the neighborhood would be, when taxis would bring me home, they dropped me off about a block away because they didn't want to go into my street. Oh, my God. Yeah. Now, I always felt safe. And it's because of this. I took care of the kids on the street. I had a little back garden and I would take them off the street and I'd put them in my backyard and I'd read stories or we'd play games and stuff. And I mean, the backyard was like teeny tiny. Yeah. Uh, But because I did that, anytime I stepped out of my front door, it was like I had the whole bunch of linebackers standing out like you mess with her. We got we're going to mess with you. They would watch my back. Um, And I had a reverend who lived next door to me and he and I started this midnight basketball league to help with the kids. So you had to be sober to play basketball, blah, 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 Uh, which was all awesome. But it started to eat up my soul because we were giving more money overseas than what we were spending like to these children on these streets. Interesting. Yeah. And I, it, it just ripped my heart open. So I quit. And I moved and I worked for the Olympic Games as a translator. Oh, and yeah. And, and that was fun. That was awesome. But I didn't get hired on again. So I was homeless. So here I am. I'm speaking multiple languages. I worked at the Pentagon. I did all these great things. I worked at the Olympic Games. And I'm living out of my car, wow. eating leftovers off of people's plates because all the money I'm making is going towards my student loan debt. Wow. Yeah. And I didn't have a job and I didn't, uh, well, I had a job. I had a job, job busting tables to get enough money to pay for my student loan debt. Wow. And then at that time I was applying to every place under the sun. Like I'd go to internet was still new. So you couldn't really just get onto monster.com or somewhere and look for jobs. You had to go and do research. You had to go into the library and do research. (laughs) And so I was in the library and I found this book 
titled top 500 companies or something like that in America to work for top 100, something like that. And so I just open it up and there's a company in there from North Dakota. And I'm like, well, I'm from South Dakota. That's North Dakota. I got something in common. You're getting my resume. Yeah, yeah. I was just blasting them out like that. And the one in North Dakota came back and said, yeah, we want to hire you. Is your passport valid? And um, uh, do you like to travel? Really is what they were asking. I'm like, hell yes, yes, yes. What was it? So So it was a company. It was a software company that got acquired by uh, Microsoft. And Microsoft was the company to work for back in that day. So I lived in Boulder, Colorado, traveled all over. They're like, hey, do you want to go over to London? I mean, I, they were sending me all over the world. And they're like, hey, do you want to go set up shop in London for us? So I'm like, yeah. Wow. So I went and lived in London for 10 years and um, came back to the US. I'm not going to get into that whole story of, but it was, I ended up in a slump. Okay. Let's just say I lost the job. I tried to start my first business. Uh I was handling stress all the ways that society tells us to handle stress, like go down to the pub, have a pint, eat some chips, (laughs) some chocolates, binge watch some TV, you know, like go like meditate or something. (laughs) Well, that was back in the day, like meditation, all these other healthcare things weren't they, especially oh, okay. in England. England okay. is a very drinking culture. I see where this is going. Okay, keep going. Yeah. <laughs> so I had insomnia. I had health problems. Um, and long story short, my dad suddenly passes away. I, I'm already a mess. I wow. blame myself huh. for his unfortunate passing. Um, sends me in a downward spiral. My husband's like, well, let's get you back home closer to your family. And I'm like, no, I love Europe. I don't want to leave. And uh, and so I'm like, okay, one year. And I get home and I get worse. Culture shock, failed business behind me, all like putting on weight because we're driving these two ton vehicles everywhere instead of walking and ended up with double pneumonia and in the hospital. And the doctor um, said, you got to do something about your depression. And I'm like, what depression? And that's when I started a gratitude journal and um, created the gratitude app because the journal turned my life around completely. And then the app went viral. And um, yeah, it was, that's how it all. What year was that? What what year did that doctor say that? And what what exactly did he say? Did he, I know he said like, we got to get you not depressed, but did he tell you like, Hey, like write in your journal, like what you're thinking? Oh, no, 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 no. The doctor didn't suggest it. Okay. No. The doctor was like, here's some pills, okay. <laughs> take some pills. And I was like, no, I don't want to take pills. And at the time also mental health, uh, was a totally different subject than what it is now. I'm going to tell you, like, it was so taboo. If you had a mental health issue, you must be homeless on the street or something like that. Like there's something seriously wrong with you. And so it was very shameful. It was all like nothing like it is now. And so when he told me that, and just so you, like the listeners know, at the time I was drinking, I was um, taking sleeping aids. I was um, taking like NyQuil things to, and I had maybe at best two, three hours of sleep a night. 
Wow. It was really, I was a wreck. Um, so, so when I got home from that, I went on the computer and I'm like, what can I do? What are some homeopathic things? What are other remedies I can do? And I came across an article about a gratitude journal and people who had been like people who had way further, bigger problems than me. And I'm like, okay, if it helped them, I'm going to try this. And also I'm really lazy. I think I could probably do this. Okay. Oh my God. I could listen to the story like for hours, but in a nutshell, like what did you write? How did it change your life? How did you get an Mm. Oprah? Like how did Oprah change your, like, yeah, change your life? Like just give me the explosion version. So, um, at the first writings, I just did whatever came to mind. Like I got to see my dad before he died. The last words I said to him were, I love you. Like these were the things that I wrote the first time. Um, now I write at least eight things a day. And the reason I choose eight is because like some of these gratitude journals or whatever, they say 30 seconds or five seconds or whatever. Uh-huh. And the idea with gratitude is, a, is abundance. And all day we're focusing on lack and you're going to get what you focus on. So why only spend 30 seconds focusing on abundance when the more you focus on it, the more you'll get yeah, yeah. abundance. So I like at least eight because it goes a little deeper than five. Uh-huh. makes me think a little bit more. And also eight, if you turn in the number on its side, it's the number for um, eternity or it's a symbol for yeah, eternity. Yeah. yeah. And um, gold is mentioned in the Bible eight times. So there's just these little, I like to, I have to do at least eight and yeah. What got me on Oprah? Well, my app got like plastered all over the media because the only other apps out there were like bropreneur type of apps. Yeah, yeah. And fart, beer, guitar, you know, like yeah. all these <laughs> little things, which are fun. But then there's mine and my backstory was um, on blogs and things like that. So then uh, the media picked it up and Oprah picked it up, not immediately, but a few years later, but wow. it was still like very strong. The app was strong for at least eight years until a whole bunch of clones appeared. Interesting. Okay. Well, that's crazy. So tell me the Oprah experience a little bit, cause I'm actually really curious. Uh, so Oprah wasn't anything like I expected. It exciting. I mean, honestly, uh-huh. mind blowing, but also I was really told what to say, how to say it, like what questions she'd ask and all like, it was very well rehearsed. And I've been on a number of other shows since, and they, they're all like that. Like they want, they want to know what's going to come out of your mouth before you say it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. No, no guessing game, right? Yeah. No surprises. (laughs) Oh, okay. So like, what is, I mean, I want to see the clip, but like you standing there and like, her asking you a question like well what did she ask and what did you say um just the same same as everybody else Uh like how did you do this how'd you get your inspiration oh I love it (laughs) tell me your backs that sort of stuff it wasn't um I think then she also wanted some like interesting facts about Uh gratitude or mental health and things like that And, and they didn't tell me what to say for an interesting fact they just let me choose one, but they wanted me to have that in the tip tip of my mind. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah, this is so cool. Okay. So I want to kind of like steer this um, conversation, maybe like to tell the the audience 
now what you're doing, like mm. what hero FM hero.fm is. Um, I know it's for podcasters, but it's more private. Um, I'm actually really interested in signing up. So yeah, tell us about your company now hero.fm. Yeah, so hero is for entrepreneurs, anybody who wants to get their message out and not have to deal with funnels or websites or all the complicated stuff, making videos, all those things. So the way it got inspired or the reason I created it is because people who got my gratitude app, I'd invite them into a three-week challenge to change their habits. And after the three-week challenge, I would invite them to come coach with me, right? And that was sort of the escalation of the business and (laughs) where the profits were made. But the problem was, is the drop-off rate. And not only that, it's very technically challenging and expensive to launch a challenge. And so if I didn't get those signups at the end, I was losing money. I was bleeding money and people were dropping off. So I was doing whatever I could, staying up late, getting on social media, sending out emails, texts, whatever I could to get them to show up, trying to give them awards, everything. And one day a lady shows up for my challenge and she's like, I'm not going to watch the videos. I'm not going to watch the replays. And I'm like, okay, here comes the refund request. And she's like, would you just give me all the audios? Like, just put them on a Google drive or something and I'll listen to it. I'm like, shoot, honey, I'll do backflips if that's what you want. So I ripped all the audio, put them on a Google drive. And a few days later, she pops up in our private Facebook group that we had for the challenge. And Uh she's saying things like I binge listened and I feel like a new woman and I deserve to be wealthy and all this stuff. And I'm like a new human and I'm punching the hearts and Uh. (laughs) yes. And um, uh, then she starts crying and she says, my son confided in me that he was planning to commit suicide. And he wouldn't have told me this had I not had this change of my insights and my mindset. And I was just like, I dropped my sandwich. I was crying. I'm like, oh my God, this is incredible. So then I reached out to everybody. I'm like, you all get audio. Don't worry about the videos. Just listen to the audios. And then I tried to make the audios better. And then I'm like, how can I give them the audios where it's not a hundred support requests? And how do I access this and all the... And so then I started to use private podcasting platforms and it was like so tedious uploading it every single time we had a challenge. And when the world shut down in 2020, I'm like, okay, I'm just going to create my own. I'm going to, I know how to do this. I'm done with all these tools. And so that's when hero got born. And right away I had other people, um, like Kiana Danielle, she's a New York Times bestseller, or uh, Russell Brunson, he has a big software platform called ClickFunnels. And they were reaching out to me asking me about it. So I'm like, okay, this is cool. Let's build it up a little bit. So now we're hero is that it's, um, it's audio distribution, but it's interactive, which is cool. Because what you can do is when somebody hits a certain part of your show or part of your book, you can send them a text message that says, Hey, here's the article I was referring to at that point, or um, maybe they stopped listening. Hey, are you okay? Here's a Uh, little thing to help you get started again. Um, Or they um, would you do modules or would it be like questions that they ask and you just do uh, like shoot them audio 
um, like message or is it more like lessons or just kind of whatever catered to your your audio show can be a book. It can be a private podcast. It can be a course. It can be whatever, you know, anything you can generate with video, you can do it with audio too, or text. So, uh, it's really just on the go learning and listening. I was shooting weddings basically for free or for like a grand. And I was having to haggle for every single session to try and like show them my value. And now I have clients coming to me saying that they want to work with me. And I have more importantly, other people in the industry recognizing my worth and asking me to work with them, which to me means even more than the clients because they're people who've been in the industry for 10 plus years. They've seen, you know, hundreds of other photographers and they're able to recognize me and the value that I can offer them. Yep, that's my student Kimberly. She just one of my dozens of students crushing it. Go on my website, www.heckyesmedia.co and book a 15 minute strategy session with me. Only if you want to be booked out on multiple preferred vendor lists and have a proven marketing plan. Yeah, because this is so crazy because, you know, I struggled a lot in school. I was kind of like a rebel like you. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I wore like pink chugs to my prom with like cornrows and stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Um, um, And I, yeah, I was like C student, like barely passed um, college. And later, you know, when podcasting came out, I found out I'm an audio learner. And mm-hmm. then it really exploded my my mind. And I was just open to this world of knowledge I never had because I couldn't comprehend reading. Um, so that, so then I found, I finally started a podcast after listening for like three years. Um, and then I loved it. And then um, I feel like it's the best way to teach. Like I've done video, I've done modules, I try to do courses. Mm-hmm. Like I spent like thousands and thousands of dollars trying to like have people edit it. And it's just, when I send it to the students, it just doesn't resonate as well as my podcast. And I feel mm-hmm. bad if they pay and then I'm sending them like a podcast episode that's free. Um, so I always felt like I was better, like just speaking like as a podcast. So I'm like, this is literally going to change my mind, my, my life. Yeah. yeah, because uh, usually we attract birds of a feather, right? So your students are probably more audio listeners too, oh. uh, or audio learners. I mean, um, which means their completion rates will go up. Like they'll, yes. uh-huh. I have a training right now where I'm teaching people how to write a book with AI and it's all in audio format. And every day I drip out like three or four different episodes. I put really, cause I'm creating it as we go. And, um, Right away, every single student listens to all of them the day that they're released. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. It's none of the because there's nothing to log in. It's right on their phone. They can just like People do the, the time and yeah. catch up. It's so much easier. Oh, so, yeah. The other thing with audio is uh, because I've gotten into it so much is people trust audio over any other format, over written word, video, any other sort of short form video, any of that. So um, it's way more intimate. There's something about our voices and listening. Um, And then the other thing is, is that they're in an active state as they're learning. So they have 
happiness chemicals going through them and they associate that happiness to you. They're retaining more, so many benefits. No, I, I love listening to you. Not only do I, um, you know, get crazy information that's like light years of beyond like what I would normally learn, but also I love like your energy, but it comes from like your being gra- uh, gracious and having gratitude every day. Mm-hmm. But let's get into our top hot topic. We have about 15 minutes and this is a probably the hottest, hottest, hottest topic mm-hmm. I ever had on my podcast in the past year because um, not to be mean, but I'm a little sick of talking about ideal client <laughs> or finding your avatar or your niche. So this is so, so juicy. So what is your hot topic and why is it so near and dear to your heart? Yeah, it's AI. It's using AI to accelerate your authority, your influence, your credibility, and really the easiest way, the cool way to do that, I guess, I don't know, a simple way to do that, that has a lot of longevity is a book in an audio book. And so you were talking about how I wrote a book while watching um, the Super Bowl. It was yeah, actually yeah. the World Cup. Oh, the World but, Cup. Uh, <laughs> same, like, kind of the same, but I was watching uh, the World Cup. So what happened was uh, I had a training that helped people get started with Hero. Just like, what content do you already have? Let's get it started, like uploaded, all this stuff. And I had workshops around it. I had challenges, all these things. And it was an audio format, of course. So I transcribed the audio uh, using a tool called Descript. Then I cleaned up the transcription and I handed it over to a ghostwriter with a lot of money and said, can you clean this up into a little just booklet that people can uh, get for my Black Friday special? And I'm going to bundle it together with some software and all this. Uh And I need it by November 1st. Can you do that for me? Uh-huh. Absolutely. That's a, that's a slam dunk. So November 1st comes and goes, you know, she's all these excuses or life is in turmoil, all these things. Okay, fine. We'll just do something else for Black Friday. No matter that I already had the funnel and the ads and everything. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> so uh, she finally delivered it around the 14th of November. And she included like one paragraph that said, look, I just kept this as audio, like a transcribe from audio, because I want to sound like we're having a conversation. Like, oh my God, I could have put that in. Like I waited a month for a paragraph. That's crazy. And I was just livid. Not all copywriters are like this, but I've had my fair share of professionals who do that, who take your money, sit on it, wait for the deliverable. It's really poor. And it goes so against like everything. Like I'm all so much into over delivery, blow their mind. Don't even wait till they ask for it. Just give it to them. That sort of thing. So yeah. I, I can never comprehend how people can do that anyway. Uh, um, she gave me this crappy thing back. And so I, hum- I don't like writing. I'm not, I do too. like writing, but writing is hard. We all know that. And so November 30th hits and my Twitter is all exploded with chat GTP, which is an AI writing tool and it's um, free right now. It's in beta. So it's a chat driven AI. Chat GPT. Once again. Yes. Chat. And I'm sure you've seen it on the news. I mean, it's on 
everything right now. So uh, at the time it was just like on Twitter. And so I'm like, okay, I'll check this out because I'm such an early adapter. And I'm like, okay, this is interesting. And at the first I'm like, okay, explain quantum physics to me, but do it in the tone of a pirate. And I was like, eh, and it would explain it like a, a pirate. Like if I got this treasure and if I put it away. Oh, crazy. And, yeah. And I was like, this is fun. And then I'm like sitting down watching the world cup and I'm like, oh, oh my God, my transcript, my manuscript, let's go and put that in wow. and, and get it rewritten. So I had to do, train the chat, get it the right tone, uh, get it familiar with what I wanted to do, all this stuff. And by the end of the game, I had most of it done. Wow. And it took me a little bit longer because I switched up my whole manuscript. I'm like, wait, I'm not, I'm going to change this. I'm not going to just say, go get some existing content you already have. Go create a private podcast, use that to build your list. I'm going to teach people how to write a book using chat GPT like I did and use that instead. So I changed the book from zero to hero to uh, prompt, publish, profit. Yeah. It goes through those steps. Like here's the format of your book. This is what you need in your book. Here's what the intro is. Here's what the first chapter is. Here's how you conclude everything. And this is how you then publish it. And this is how you then profit from that book as an authority figure. Okay. Are you, I'm just kind of going to recap. So yeah, you already had this manuscript. The copywriter screwed you over. Um, you found out about chat GPT. You're hanging out for World Cup. And then you wanted to put this in the AI. Um, you kind of was checking it out, doing some cool things. And then um, it came back to you and you, it wrote it for you. And then you got super excited. And then you want to teach the same thing. Yes. So in, 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 to get clear, I didn't just say write a book about this subject. Uh-huh. I gave it the content that I already had and had it rewrite it because I already had the gist of um, the, 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 the gist of each chapter, but it was like how you and I are talking. Yeah. Uh-huh. It wasn't like in a book format. And so I needed it to rewrite it. But then when it would rewrite it at first, it sounded like a robot. So I had to train it in a tone to make it cheeky, make it interesting, punch it up, use the similes, all these things. And so that it was more gripping to read more. And this is like AI doing this. Yeah. So AI did it. And then, and then because it was so good, I, I, I just like removed all my chapters around created a whole new one, which was just about how to use chat GPT to write a book. And this is the format of the book. This is like what each chapter is. And this is how you have chat write it for you. So now what I'm doing is I'm taking um, a bunch of students through the process. They're all writing books and they're, they're using chat GPT from the very start, understanding their avatar understanding what tone they should use in their book, doing the research for their book, everything. And then they're using my format and my prompts to write the whole thing. Isn't it crazy? Your journey. (laughs) Oh, I know because I hated writing. And now here I am. (laughs) 
I'm like, how can I be teaching people how to write when I just like, to me, that was the death of me. Like, I don't no, write. I'm a horrible writer. Like, um, someone just texted me like, hey, there's a typo and you're like daughter mm. like, of the Yeah, the typo <laughs> queen. I am like, if, if anybody wants to find a typo, just go look at my content. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's been taking me like, I think I started writing my book when my second daughter was in my womb. So she's already like two and a half. And mm. it's it's done, but it's still not out. But it's so exhausting, and like the money yeah. I put in per month, and um, mm-hmm. yeah. So when I heard that your podcast about writing a book in a day, I was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and I, you I, can. I, I mean, seriously. One, so I want to. Are you doing another one? A little workshop. Yeah. So I did a a live workshop sharing people how to do it. And it was crazy because it was right after Christmas and we had this massive blizzard. And so my kids were at home and my dog's going crazy. We're all like cabin fever. (laughs) And here I am trying to do this workshop. Um, It went off okay, but I want to redo it and do it better. But uh, yeah, definitely doing more live. If you want to watch the replay for that, I'll I'll give you the okay. YouTube uh, link because okay. I just threw it up on YouTube. Um, you can watch the replay for that. You can also just like get my book, Prompt Publish Profit, that walks through everything okay. that's on the webinar. Uh, the audio book, I give you some prompts to get you started, everything. So yeah, okay. Um, oh my, okay, so our audience is wedding professionals, wedding photographers, planners, uh, DJs. So I'm just going to yeah. encourage you to reach out to Carla White. Um, you'll t- tell them your Instagram handle in a sec, um, but to help you write a book, because I wanted to talk a little bit about why you want to, why it's so you could be famous like overnight mm-hmm. and a little bit about that. Yeah. Yeah. Let me tell you guys why you need a book because you might be like, okay, I'm never going to work. Like I'm taking pictures. So, or you're like, okay, I need a photography book. I need a book of all my samples of my photography. Great. But the reason you need a book is because you have a unique way of doing your photos. You have a unique system of working with your clients. You have a unique way of getting results for your clients that uh, reflects what they want. But nobody knows that you have this unique way, this signature system. Uh So when you create a book, you will then be the authority. You'll be the go-to person in your market. And I can guarantee this hands down if you do it right. Like if you just write a book that's flat as a pancake, it ain't gonna work. Uh But if you uh, use a special formula, it will uh, get your audience to be mega fans. And what happened to me when I first wrote my book, doing it the old school hard way, wanting to like put forks in my eyes throughout the whole process, Afterwards, and the book is called Idea to iPhone. It was that non-technical guide to creating an iPhone app. Afterwards, I was invited to Apple. I was speaking on stages. I was like, I had people from Silicon Valley flying to Sioux Falls, South Dakota to sit down with me to talk about their app ideas. I mean, they because I they would get my book. They saw my book. And so if you... And I didn't do the regular marketing behind the book because the book was published by Wiley. So I did not do the marketing that I like, I'm guessing you guys know right now, there was no like sort of Instagram to promote it or any of that. (laughs) So you guys will get far more traffic from your book than I did. Yeah. Oh my God. Okay. Like 
I just feel like when I was a little kid, it's just like, if you, you wrote a book, like you made it in life. Yeah. I always feel like that. And like, for me, writing the book for wedding photographers, it's going to funnel into like my master classes. So mm-hmm. it's just that step to like, even go deeper with me. And then, you know, obviously hope to coach with me. Um, well, and the other thing is, is, and I would think about this is like, when you are on other people's podcasts, you can, uh, with hero, you can create a keyword. So it could be photographer, just text the word photographer to this number, and I'll give you a free copy of my book. If you oh, are speaking on stages, really? you can do that. I mean, oh my and God. then you're getting all this data from serious? people who are listening. Oh my God, you're going to change my life. And you get their phone number. Phone numbers are like the, they're way yeah. better than emails. Yeah. And so you get their phone number, their email, their name, and the and the, you're nurturing them because wow. you just gave them your book. So another hack, I'll share this real quick. If yeah. you have any stage presenters there, one of my clients, he'll just say, don't take any notes. Don't take photos of the slides. I'm going to give you a recording afterwards. And then he has them text and he'll, so here's a hack as well with your audio book. You put stuff in there that's not in the physical one. So then you can sell them the physical one and the audio one. So my audio one has some extra chapters in there that aren't in the physical one. Wow. This is so cool. Cause I was a little bit worried about like marketing. It just, it just feels so snail, you know, marketing and Mm -hmm. I want something more like dynamic. So this is amazing. Um, I could talk about this for like another hour, but we're running out of time, but I'm just going to ask you some rapid fire questions. Um, Carla White, what is your woo factor? What makes you stand out? What is, what makes me stand out? Yes. Oh, it's by far my energy. Definitely. I always have people comment on that. Yeah. I think I'm going to like wake up and just like listen to your voice and like get in a good energy. (laughs) I don't know. You know I'll, what to, I I'll like, take ah, that little snippet and like give it energy. to my husband. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> okay, energy, yes. But what you said on the um, the questionnaire was so funny. Like, you're not your average busty blonde. Like, you worked at the Pentagon and all these languages. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> um, what is your... I mean, you're doing huge things. So what is your goal for Hero.fm? Yeah. So really, I feel like it needs to be married into another organization, a bigger company. Um, I'm really diving deep into AI. So I'm trying to figure out where's the fine balance. Does that work with Hero? Do we like branch off? We've got some crazy awesome AI projects that we're working on. So um, part of me is always like, oh, well, then I'll sell off Hero. So then I can just focus on the AI. But then I'm like, oh, the AI can't can work with Hero. So I don't know. Oh, but I'm, I'm at a crossroads, a really, really exciting crossroads. But right now, today, my my goal, like, like at least for the next quarter, is to help as many people as possible get their message out. Because that's the whole reason why I created Hero was there's uh, people out there who are praying for the solution that you have. And so many years for decades, it's always been either tech issues or complicated, like, how do I get my message out? And that's really what I want to overcome, like knock down that barrier. You don't have to learn funnels. You don't have to get on video. You don't, you like, you can use the microphone on your phone and you can get your message out and you don't have to write it now. 
you can have chat write it. Uh, I am like, this is what I've been praying for. So thank you for answering my prayers because it's going to help <laughs> me with my coaching business, yeah. my book, uh, my delivery process. Yes. Um, yeah, it's been the whole, like, you know, the whole Google Drive with the audio, like, it's, it's a little complicated. So just sending mm -hmm. this to like my students, so easy listening to my voice, because I got some knowledge moms, you know, <laughs> been in the industry yeah. for 13 years. Um, Carla, what do you like to do for fun? Um, I like traveling. That's still my biggest thing. Uh, I like cooking and eating and having friends over. Uh, I like listen. I like working out. That's one thing. Oh, I love working out. I don't yeah. know what archetype that is, but when I get yeah. too much going, yeah, <laughs> I have to go for a run or go do hot yoga or something. Oh, so. I, I just started hot yoga core power. I'm, I'm loving it. Um, yeah, isn't it awesome? All your, the, uh, Carla, the, the Carla that was, um, homeless and eating other people's food. Um, what would you tell that girl today? Yeah, I think I'd tell her, um, that I, I think that girl thought she was a waste of life. Wow. And um, I wish I could just let her flash forward a little bit and know how many lives she would have been. She's going to impact, which didn't make sense at all at that time that I would actually impact other people's lives. So I think that's what she needed the most. And you had to go through that too. Yeah. Yeah, man. I think in part of it is also... I always strive to be able to relate to the people I'm helping. Yeah. I think that lets me help them even more. So having gone through that, I think I can get what other people are going through more. For sure. How many hours of sleep do you get now? <laughs> Last night, I think I got 10. Oh. I sleep. Yeah, I sleep good. That's a great uh, question though, right? No, I'm, I'm a I mean, big sleeper. When I, when I'm in a creative zone, it tapers, like it really gets short, like six hours. I just, I'm so excited to work on what I'm working on. Um, but then like, yeah, when I'm just doing regular, yeah, I actually, nice. yeah, it is nice. It is. It's important. I feel like, but I, you know, like I keep a gratitude journal. I, I'm going to give you real quick. If you have, yeah. I have a, uh, a little system it's called sacred. So it's, each word stand or each letter stands for something. S is silence, um, which is either prayer or meditation. A stands for affirmations, ask. So ask the universe for what you need um, and appreciation, which is gratitude. Um, C is for creativity. Do something creative every day. R is uh, read or listen to an audiobook or something. E is for exercise. And D is for daydream. And if you can sprinkle those sort of exercises throughout your day, you're going to be a rock star. Ah, oh, I love that. Oh my God. Okay. This is such a powerful conversation. Where can everyone find you, work with you, um, yeah. show you a little bit more? Yeah. Just head over to at Hey Carla White on Instagram. Uh, hit me up in the DMs. If you heard something and you can't find it, I'll help you out. Yay. Thank you, Carla. This is a really cool conversation. Oh Yeah. Thank you, Carissa. Thanks for joining me this week on Get a Heck Yes with Carissa Wu. Make sure to follow, subscribe, leave a review, or tell a friend about the show. Take a screenshot and post to IG. Tag me. Also, don't forget to download my free guide on how to become a lead generating machine. See you next time, wedding pros.